This podcast contains graphic or mature material. Depictions of murder, violence, and graphic images are discussed in detail during this podcast. Listener discretion is strongly advised. Welcome back. We're the Cold Case Crew, and we're a group of friends who have gotten together to take a look at some of the oldest cold cases around. But did you know that we also tackle more recent cases that have turned cold as well? My name is Whitney. It's Ashley. And I'm Beth. This week, we will be bringing you one such case from 2016 and the third episode in our hometown horror series, an accumulation of cases that have taken place, figuratively speaking, in our own backyard. Today's case is invariably different from the vast majority that we have previously covered on our channel. For starters, only six years have gone by since the fate of this individual was sealed. As with this case, the use of security cameras and other advancements in technology are evident when tracing the last footsteps of this individual. DNA evidence has likewise been obtained and was sent out for testing, but is yet to reveal a match. Which is why it is now more than ever important to come forward if you know something. Maybe upon hearing the story of the murder of David Van, you or a friend may remember that one vital piece of evidence that could crack this case wide open. Ladies, are you ready to dive in? Let's get it. Let's go. David Allen Fan was born on November 1st, 1940 to Stokely Estel Fan and Beulah Blanche Hilton Fan Bolton in Novel, West Virginia. One of five children, David had two brothers, Robert and Ernest, and two sisters, Alma and Margaret. He graduated high school and served in the Air Force during the Vietnam War. During his tour in Vietnam, his aircraft was shot down by enemy forces, but David miraculously lived. He returned to the Mountain State in 1969, where he began classes at Bluefield State College, ultimately completing a degree in business administration and education. David was a lifelong resident of Wyoming County and specifically settled in the small holler of Amigo, just outside of Mullins. Like any true entrepreneur, David was a self-made man who was self-employed and conducted many construction and remodeling projects throughout his career. He even built his own home. He married Donna Wyko in March of 1970, and together the pair had three daughters, Dana, Dara, and Diana. His children were his world. David was well-liked and well-known among his community. Even the smallest members knew David for his immense generosity as he was known to distribute treat bags to the children of Amigo around Christmas time. The simple things in life appealed the most to David. Gardening, reading, fishing, and listening to bluegrass music among his favorites. He had embraced retirement in 2016, a time when he could finally focus on life's simple pleasures. He was known to have several rental properties, which he oversaw, that still kept him busy and provided a monthly income. He sounds like such an amazing person. Very friendly. And like has built a very good life for himself and his family. And I think it's impressive that he was still doing all of that stuff at his age. Oh, I do too. It's amazing. I don't want to do that stuff now. I'm just saying. (laughs) On the morning of June 22nd, 2016, David awoke and went about his day without any diversions from the ordinary. He dressed in a black shirt, a pair of khaki cargo pants, black socks and shoes. On the agenda for the day, a series of errands that would take him to the city for the afternoon. The city being the bustling metropolis that is Beckley, West Virginia. Oh, the city. Around 9 a.m. he left home in his Toyota Tacoma truck, West Virginia license plate 01E337, traveling from his residence in Amigo to Beckley, a trip that should have taken him around 30 minutes to complete one way. Like many in his generation, David did not carry a cell phone, so mobile tracking was not something that could be done in this case. The following accounts of David's trail have been made available thanks to multiple security cameras set throughout local establishments, as well as a variety of time-stamped receipts. 
it is known that David arrived at the Tudor's Biscuit World off Harper Road in Buckley between 9.30 and 9.40 a.m. He must have had another stop in between because he was not witnessed again until surveillance footage captured him at Harbor Freight, a tool and equipment retailer located in the Raleigh Mall. The timestamp for this encounter was marked at 11.07. From Harbor Freight, he traveled via US-19 and Robert Seabird Drive to Ollie's Bargain Mart, where he remained for around 20 minutes departing around 12.30 p.m. But it is at this point that David's trail turns seemingly cold. Hmm. So that makes me wonder, like, did something, was there somebody, like, lagging around outside of Ollie's? Well, that or? road behind Ollie's is kind of sketch. Well, New River Drive, I mean, it goes past the... The moose, yeah. The moose. But still, there's a lot of... There's a lot of dead space dead out there. Space. But, actually, if you can ask your dad, like, before they made that road, mm-hmm. and your dad, like, lived up above that that was a that was like where we all went four-wheeling and stuff and i mean it was like pretty desolate for being in town yes it was desolate and it still is really wooded it still out that is. way it's yeah. not very populated in that specific area behind ollie's and that yeah because there's like there's few like there's some few little businesses then a little bit of like maybe a couple homes and then the moose club and there's nothing else yeah. So, yeah. Like, I actually... They care. Yeah. But it's at the very end, very pretty good. much. Busy yeah. bees. Busy bees, yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, I actually was driving home one night and going down New River Drive, and a deer hit my car. That big mofo. Yes. Do you remember when that happened? I remember happened? when that happened. Yes. Yes. So, like... It had a name. Locals have had named that deer. Like, what was the, it, all like the men Zeus or the, something? All the know. men at the Moose Club had a name for it. It was something like that. Zeus or Duke or something. Some big Legendary old book. <laughs> big old book. So, yeah, it is very desolate. Around 4 p.m., a pair of joggers who had been walking the trails at nearby Lake Stevens stumbled upon what they believed to be a drug addict who had passed out at the base of a cliff along the trails. They contacted the lake superintendent who arrived to assess the situation. What he discovered was, in reality, the deceased body of 75-year-old David Allen Fan, who was not passed out from drugs, but rather had been stabbed multiple times by an unknown assailant. The Raleigh County Sheriff's Department was dispatched to the scene and the family soon notified after identification was made. The question on everybody's mind, what was David doing at Lake Stevens? And who would want him dead? I wonder if some people tried to, like, attack him coming outside of Ollie's. But wouldn't that have been caught on security camera? I don't know. Or what if they were walking on New River Drive right where it was dead? Yeah, maybe he was going, like, back up. He was going to go up, like, to 77 or or Harper Road. You think he could have picked up a hitchhiker? Yeah, that makes... Because that would not be on That actually makes a lot of sense. If it was there. Yeah. Because he's of that generation where I feel like they would still do that. He would be more trusting. He was a vulnerable individual being that age. And if he would have stopped to pick up a hitchhiker, maybe they could have tried to rob him for drug money or I don't know. But to me, that makes the most sense because obviously there was nothing caught on camera at Ollie's that would indicate something happened between him. Do we know for sure that Ollie's has had cameras and had... It says that time-stamped video footage oh, from these establishments, okay. so he was known to be at Yeah, Ollie's. that's right, that's right. Because Stevens Lake is... Kind of far kind from of far there. From I mean, it's oh, yeah. not far, but it's kind Maybe of far. Maybe like, what, 15 miles? 
And now it's, it's probably a, fifth, somewhere between 15 and 20 months, from there. Yeah. Because, you you know, you have to go down New River, New River Drive, then go back up, then go down Route 3. And, I mean, it's... Yeah. I'm glad you know your roads. I just know it's way the hell out there, and I don't go there. <laughs> Authorities were able to locate David's Toyota Tacoma within the confines of Lake Stevens' property. It was discovered parked in a semicircle drive approximately two to 300 feet northeast of where the body was located. There was no sign of forced entry, damages, or strange markings on the vehicle. It was clean, with none of its contents missing or in disarray. The only thing remarkable about the vehicle was the fact that its windshield wipers had been stopped mid-rotation, as though the vehicle had been turned off while they had been turned on. Family members questioned why David had been at Lake Stevens in the first place. Not only was the location not on his route home, but David suffered from severe pain in his shoulder and walked with a limp. They were certain that David would not have gone to Lake Stevens under the guise of taking a walk. Yeah, I kind of feel like that too. Like, he wasn't going there for a certain purpose. I mean, I don't think he was going there. I think somebody forced him to go there. Or somebody drove his vehicle there. Or maybe they were like, hey, can you give me a ride to Lake Stevens? (laughs) But to me... One thing that kind of struck me was the windshield wipers because from what I understand, it was not raining that day or there would have been no reason for them to be on. And it's interesting. It's almost like a struggle or something. I, was I, was like, you think, I hit mine. I turn mine on all the time. If like, you accident, like it's almost like somebody reached over and he hit the thing oh, or they hit the yeah, thing. Yeah. 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 I mean, I can me, see that. I can see really that happening. Yeah. Right. Now ours go down automatically. Yes. But back then, I think they stopped back or then, ever. Yeah. They would yeah. stop whenever the car stopped. So uh-huh. it's almost like right before the car was stopped, something happened. Yeah. And they wiped the car. But I'm curious, did they find the keys in the car, on his person? Are the keys missing? I don't know. There's not a lot of information, is there? There's not a lot of information on this case. Understandably so, because it really didn't happen that long ago. And so I understand why it's still open and it's very open. He's on a billboard in town. Yeah. I saw that a couple days ago. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, before authorities were able to properly dive into David's death, the 100 year floods hit the area with substantial rains, causing the state and county's resources to be temporarily diverted. Efforts were picked back up in time, but unfortunately the case has remained cold. David Allen Pham was laid to rest on June 30th, 2016, with services taking place at Tankersley Funeral Home in Mullins. To this day, his family mourns his loss and continues to search for answers. There's currently a $10,000 reward for information regarding David's death. If you're local to the area, pay especially close attention. I'm going to open this up for commentary. This is the part of the podcast where we discuss theories and ideas. So, ladies, who's on first? Beth is going to be running commentary on our episode, so without further ado, let's get right into it. Okay, so what do you believe the motive to be? I think he was going to be robbed, honestly. I think it was over drugs. I don't think he did drugs. No, I think somebody wanted but money from him. But I think somebody him. wanted money from him. I feel like the hitchhiker makes the most sense, and he was on a mission. Like, he had planned, and then that's... But unfortunately, maybe David his, Maybe he stopped. finished his little errands for the day, and they're like, can you give me a ride? I mean, Lake Stevens... Even though it's not directly on his way home to Amigo, you can kind of go that way on your way to Mullins. Yes, you can. And so it's but not it, really it, that. It's out of his way, but not that far out of I his mean, way. I mean, it's out of his way. It would have taken him to Oceana, and then he would have kind of had to backtrack to Mullins. But 
The thing is, he could have also gone back up Route 3, got on Harper Road, got off. Could have cut through Luster. That's what I was thinking. Yes. Mm -hmm. That would have been the fastest way. Route 30, I don't know. Whatever that route is, yeah. Because I take that sometimes. That takes you right down into Mullins. Yes. Yeah. So, I mean, there's so many different ways that he, because he was a nice man. He's and probably he, like, sure, it's on my way home. I can go that way on my way home. Like, I can just, you know, backtrack and do this. And because he was a nice man, he was trying to help somebody out. And this person ended up being an asshole, a bad person. Murderer. Well, if you also think about that side Murderer. of town. If you think about that side of town, though, I mean, there's a lot of drugs on the Harper Road area side of town. Yeah, I mean, he could have just chose to go that way home, and there's quite a distance on Route 3. that There could have been a hitchhiker. Yeah, anything well, could have happened. Well, let me tell you something. Anywhere from, like, Harper on, of course, you have to be careful. I mean, I would never stop and give anybody a ride when I go to Oceana that way. I mean... I would never stop and give anybody a ride, period, unless I knew them. Well, I wouldn't probably stop unless I was out here, mm-hmm. you know? Well, I mean, I'm just saying, like, if I, exactly. saw, if I saw you... Sitting on the but side yeah, of the road, I'd be I like, okay, not. yeah, Beth, where are we going? I mean, I would never. It was different times back then. This was 2016. It wasn't that <laughs> far back. I mean. I was living here at that point. Honey, I stopped. That was a joke. I, I know. But I stopped thinking about picking up hitchhikers, like, which I never did pick up a hitchhiker. But, I mean, I had friends that picked up hitchhikers and nothing ever happened to them. You know what I'm saying? But I, my, my dad, dad was like always you. like, no. No, mm-hmm. no, no. My parents were always like that too, but of course I grew up in Houston, so yeah, definitely not. David yeah. just if that's what happened, David just was unfortunate. I just I really think that someone took advantage of the good person he was and But also he had a limp. He, he had couldn't a bad have shoulder. Gotten he, away. Couldn't have, he couldn't have really defended himself. Mm-mm. I'm curious if what was left on his person, because if Okay, if they the, the truck was clearly wiped, but wow. also I mean, do they wipe everything again? 2016. Well, we don't know. Don't Case know. open. Case is open. So yeah. But from what I understand, the car was clean. So it has not led them to somebody. It so, hasn't. No. Um, but I wonder if they could get maybe touch DNA from his clothing. That's probably a very good question. Do they still have his truck? I'm sure it's in the graveyard. I'm sure it is. Because yeah. it was left, it it's was abandoned. in the impound. Yeah. But I don't know. I wonder if, like, Stevens has security cameras, too, to see. I was just thinking that. Okay, they probably do now. They probably almost absolutely have them now. But he's not the first body that's been found at Lake Stevens. No, we know we know that for sure. I feel like they should have one when you enter. Yes, you know? at the entrances, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. I would say there probably is lots of cameras there now, but. Or, like, what about trail cameras? Do they not have trail cameras for the wildlife? Probably mm-hmm. not in, in 2016. I would be afraid what they would catch on the trail Oh, cameras. dear Lord. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh. Oh, yeah. Ooh. Yeah. Let's go on a hike. You know, they've done a lot of upgrades to Lake Stevens recently. And so there might be a lot more security and video and things like that now because the county has put more into the place and securing the place and making it a better place for people to hang out. But back then, 
I mean, and I know that was only like seven years ago, Mm -hmm. but back then I would say none of that stuff existed. I think that we should skip to what do you consider David to be low or high risk? I feel like he's low risk. However, I do think he's a vulnerable, like the elderly are considered vulnerable He could put himself in a high risk situation. situation. Well, and that's what's sad about being a low risk person that probably has money, even if it's just a little bit of money. One of those people that are looking for a way to get their drugs. Oh, a druggie will stop at nothing. To they get will what stop they at want. nothing to get what they want. Exactly. They're just chasing that next time. Yeah. Yeah. And unfortunately, I don't know that that's what this is about, but to me, it just seems like the most plausible explanation for what happened. Okay. First of all, I can actually say this was not a planned thing. This is something that some person happened upon and said, okay, here's my victim. And maybe they even just thought, I'm just going to rob him. So he was a victim of convenience. Yes. That's what I think. Wrong place, wrong time. Too nice. Too nice. Exactly. Which I think 100% goes into the last question, which was, what can we infer about David's victimology, which support this belief? I think we just stated it right there. He was a good person. He's a good person. Somebody took advantage of his good-naturedness. And I believe that 100%. Y'all have anything else y'all want to add? Yeah, just be a bitch and no one will approach you. I think we all have learned that. (laughs) Solid advice, everybody. And we're all good <laughs> at that. Just be a mean person. Bitch. You heard it here first. It has been seven years since the senseless murder of David Allen Fannin. His case is still cold. If you or anybody you know has any information regarding the murder of David Allen Fan, please contact Crime Stoppers at 304-255-STOP. You can also submit a tip online at crimestoppersofraleighcounty.org or through the Raleigh County Sheriff's Office at 304-255-9300. You are not required to give your name and are able to submit anonymously. Stay tuned for our upcoming episode, The Disappearance of Samantha Burns, a cold case local to Cabell County, West Virginia. Do you have a case that you would like featured on our channel? Send us an email at coldcasecrew00 at gmail.com. You can also hit us up on Facebook. Be sure to like, share, and subscribe. What's your theory?